What a show, what a show, what a show. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Get your tickets. What a show, what a show. Yeah, you don't need tickets. It's free. It's the Harlan Highway, man. We never charge for this stuff. It's free, free, free. Uh, glad you're here. I'm Harlan Williams, the host of this nutty podcast, the Harlan Highway. What a show we have today. Oh, my God. Uh, I think we're going to get a uh, call from Aunt Ruthie. She's always out on the road driving. I don't know what she's up to, but uh, I think she's got a message for us today on my voicemail. Um, we're also going to be t- taking uh, some of your phone calls. I had asked you guys a few podcasts back, the men... I was like, hey, guys, uh, it's a little weird, but if you've ever stuck your pee-pee, your penis, into something other than where it should be, we want to hear about it. And, yes, we did get some uh, incredible phone calls from some courageous men that decided to uh, step out of the shadows and share their experiences with us. We'll be playing those phone calls for you here today. Um, also we're going to be talking about, I had lunch with a baby. I had lunch with a little baby and it was a fascinating experience. And I thought I'd share my thoughts with you about being a baby. So don't be a baby, have fun and listen to this podcast, the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harland Highway. Hey-oh! I will find you. My mom always said, you can't handle the truth! (laughs) (laughs) Many years of therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harland Highway. You never know what you're going to get. It's the Holland Highway. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. Uh, all right, you asked for it, and uh, here we go. And you're ding-dong and things, right? So uh, I was probably 14, and uh, my older brother had moved out, and we had bunk beds in our room. And after he moved out, we kept the bunk beds in place. Uh, and the top bunk was simply never used, or I just used it for storage. Um, so eventually, after a couple of years, uh, he left when, you know, he moved out when I was 12. By the time I was 14 or 15, I wanted that bed out of my room, because uh, it was so tall and cumbersome. So I moved the bed out to the garage, and in doing so, noticed that there was a, a hole kind of cut into the, the mattress, and this was a really cheap set of bunk beds, so it was basically a brick of foam wrapped in cloth. You know, this was not springs or anything fancy. Um, brick of foam wrapped in cloth and uh, a couple wood slats on it give it rigidity, and that was the mattress. So I noticed this little hole cut in it, and my mind started wandering, and with the mattress propped up against the wall of the garage, that little hole was just a couple feet off the ground. So uh, I went at it. And quickly realized that that felt horrible and uh, was not going to get me anywhere. And uh, so I, I went back uh, about my business. And about a half hour later, it occurred to me that hole was probably put there by my older brother and probably used by him. Ugh. All right, brother. Love the podcast. Take care. Oh, boy. 
Oh, boy. Thank you for sharing, Name Withheld. Let's just call you Name Withheld. Uh, wow. You know, I, I asked you guys. I did a story a few podcasts back about, uh, you know, a, a guy who put his Wahoo, his, his Yahoo serious. I think he stuck it into a blender or something ridiculous. And so I, I reached out to you guys, the pavement pounders, and said, who amongst you has the courage to share a story where you uh, put your Wahoo serious into something that wasn't built for a Wahoo serious? Who, who of you, who amongst you men have had sexual intercourse with something that was not meant to be intercoursed with? Well, uh, kudos to my first uh, mysterious caller. Takes a lot of courage. 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 Uh, um, great, now I'm picturing the cowardly lion having sex with a watermelon. Courage. Um, but, uh, wow, what a, what a story. Uh, your brother, what's creepy is that all those years, your brother was up above you sleeping and power pounding your mattress, the mattress up there. (laughs) And you didn't even know, oh, to cut a hole in the foam, which would probably absorb all the, 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 the liquid, shall we say, oh, I'm getting my skin's crawling. And you got to figure if he put a hole in there and he was going through like prepubescence or puberty or whatever it is, you got to ask how many times did he go to the well? How many times did he make love to that block of foam? How many gallons of love juice are absorbed into that phone? And then you came along and stuck your Wahoo serious in there. Uh, I went at it. And what's funny to me is that you had it propped up against the wall. With the mattress propped up against the wall of the garage, that little hole was just a couple feet off the ground. So you you did it like standing up. You did it like Italian, Italian like romance movie style. You just threw that mattress against the wall. Let me take you right here in the garage. I will not lay you down on the floor. I will take you right here, right against the wall. Hey, let's do it. Rip my clothes off, my darling. Right here against the wall. Why are you so crunchy inside? Hey, who cares? Ah. Oh, my God. So there you go, man. Thank you for for sharing that story. Uh, Like I said... Hats off to you for uh, being able to tell such a torrid tale of lust and romance. (laughs) I love it that you tried it once and got the hell out of Dodge. You were like, "Uh, this wasn't really good. Um, And I was thinking through the whole story. I was like, wait, don't you realize that was your brother's like glory hole? And right at the end, you're like, yeah, I realized my brother probably did it to this mattress, too. So so good story, man. And if you see a bunch of little foam mattresses running around your neighborhood, they're probably yours. So you might want to bring them in out of the rain so they don't get soaked. Um, 
But uh, let's listen to uh, some more. I think we have another caller who shared his Free Willy story. Um, let's get to that call. Here we go. Hey, Harlan. I was just listening to the podcast, and you said you wanted to know weird places where we have stuck our junk. Um, you were the first person I've ever told this. You and, I guess, the thousands of other pavement pounder brethren of mine. But when I was uh, about 13 years old, when I was trying to service myself for the first time, I stuck my junk in a cup of ramen noodles. Anyways, have a good one, man. Chicken chow mein, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, again, thank you to name and address withheld. <laughs> oh, my God. Roman ramen noodles? You were ramming some noodles, it sounds like. Um, Wait a minute. Uh, Okay, I can get this if, let's say it was your fourth or fifth or sixth time ever experimenting with the gun, shall we say. Okay, you, you go through life, the gun's never gone off, but the first time, that's a little strange to me. The very first time you did it, you put it in a bowl of ramen noodles or a cup or whatever it was. That that's 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 wow, that's like taking a chance right out of the gate. You know what? I've never orgasmed, okay? I've heard about it. And from what I've heard from my sex education classes, is that a man puts it inside of a woman and has his first orgasm. Well, guess what? I'm not going to do it that way. My first orgasm is going to be in a bowl of noodle soup, okay? I am going to insert myself into a hot bowl of ramen noodle soup. Chicken broth flavor. So there. I will lose my virginity. That's right. I'm going to lose my virginity to a bowl of fresh, warm, hot soup. And I'm going to do it on a winter day. I'm going to wait till I'm cold. I'm outside playing with my friends, having a snowball fight. And I'm just freezing all over. And I'm going to run in the house and whip up a bowl of hot soup and slam my erection straight into it. Oh, my God. Hilarious. That's why I wanted you guys to write in or call in and tell me these stories because it's stuff you can't even think of. Human beings are weird, man. And kudos again for sharing. And again, nobody knows it's you. There's no name. There's no, uh, you know, but (laughs) the first time losing your virginity to some Japanese soup. Wow, and how hot was the soup? I mean, you know, that that you're that's 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 an extra added element of danger. Cuz usually to get some soup going, you get it pretty darn hot. Especially the ramen noodle stuff, you usually boil the water. I mean, wow. And for an inexperienced guy, it's one thing if you're experienced, if you're worldly and you've had your your 
penis in a you know in a in a bowl of Campbell's bean with bacon or uh, chunky style clam chowder. There's men out there that, that that have fucked soups, but for an amateur, a young virgin, to take his erection and slam it into some ramen noodle soup, that's just. Are you crazy, man? Oh, but good for you. You are radical. So there you go. If anyone else wants to share their stories about, you know, any gentleman out there of the courage that these two gentlemen had, courage, Ruff. ramen noodle courage. Uh, oh, <laughs> I want to put you up against the wall. I don't care if there's a rake in your head. This is the garage. I don't care if there are spider webs in your in your foamy hair. I will take you. I will slam you against the garage. Oh, my goodness. We keep hitting the garage door opener. The garage door is going up and down as I rhythmically slam you. Do you mind if I pour some ramen noodles on your head? Do you mind if I stuff this foamy hole full of... Campbell's tomato cream of mushroom soup just for lubricant. Oh, 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 yes, my darling. Take me, take me in this garage. All right, enough. Shut it off. Roger, to kill the Italian mu- I'm getting carried away here. This is redonkulous. This is not rageous. <laughs> I knew it would be. That's why I was urging you guys to share your stories. Now, now that a couple of the pavement pounders have, have led the way, okay, and I want real stories. I don't want any made up, oh, I'll, I'll make up a story that I stuck it in a ceiling fan. No, I can tell. And you're not doing any service to the to the show if you make up a fake story. We want real stories of gentlemen that put their stuff or junk, as the last caller called it, into a place where normally you wouldn't put your junk. And I'm going to bet almost every guy listening has done it. Yeah, you can you can look away. You can go, well, not me. Of course not me. I bet you have, liars. So if you want to share, you don't have to leave your name or your address or your phone number. Just leave us a voicemail, 323-739-4330. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll put your... Your your love story on the on the podcast here. Okay, so let's put that Roger. Let's put that to bed for now. Crazy way to start the show. Let's uh, let's move on. What? There's a phone message. Who is it? Oh God, not Aunt Ruthie. Oh, not. Do we have to hear that? Oh God, here we go. Hi, this is Harland. Um, I'm not available right now, so uh, please leave me a message, and I will get right back to you. Thanks. Hello. Hello, Harland. Hello, darling. How are you? It's your Aunt Ruthie calling. Hi, Angel. Listen, I'm calling from Rochester, New York, doll. Listen, your Aunt Ruthie's out driving, and I can't figure out what's happening. Something's making a banging noise. Something's making a banging noise and a clicking noise underneath my hood, Harland. 
and I'm nervous. I'm driving around all over the city. I'm trying, I'm trying to go to the pharmacy to buy some stuff for your Uncle Harry. Unfortunately, his liver's been acting up lately, and he's been farting around the house like a fucking dead giraffe. It's just disgusting. I think it's, I don't know what's going on. His farts smell like a mixture of hay, and uh, I don't know what, like lemon meringue pie or something, Holland. It's just awful. Anyways, honey, I'm a little nervous about driving all around. I've got the... The, the banging, something's banging on the hood. I think my fender's hanging off. I think the fender's hanging off because I went, I parked in one of those wheelchair spots and I hit it. There was a little fucking kid in a wheelchair and I don't know what he was doing in the actual wheelchair spot, Holland, but I guess he was waiting for someone to pick him up and I was like, look, I've got to park. I've got to park my car and go into the grocery store and get some groceries. And I guess this little wheelchair kid was sitting there and I banged right into him and I think my bumper fell off, Holland. Oh my God, it's clanging, it's clunking on on the road as I'm driving. Oh my God. Oh my God, and the little wheelchair kid fell over, you know, and he looked like he was a little bit chubby, and well, he had no legs, Holland, and I couldn't pick him up. He was too heavy, so he was he was rolling around on the ground, just flailing all over, his little nubs sticking out of his shorts. Looked like glazed hams trying to fly to heaven like, a, like the spaceship shuttlecraft endeavor. Looked like two nubbed hams trying to shoot off into space, Holland. And he was rolling around like a turtle on his back. I couldn't believe it, but I'm an old lady. I'm 85, for fuck's sake, Holland. I can't get out of my car and help a kid who fell out of his wheelchair. I mean, you know, is that my fault? Or is that is that just, you know, whose fault is that, Holland? Anyway, speaking of wheelchairs, I'll never forget when you were just a little boy. Do you remember, Holland, when we took you down to the boardwalk and you had sprained your ankle in your track and field games over at your high school, honey? Do you remember that? And Uncle Harry and I had you in a wheelchair and Uncle Harry wasn't paying attention and he accidentally let you go. Do you remember that? You had your cute little haircut and your pirate hat on and your little running shoes and all of a sudden Uncle Harry lost his fucking attention and you went rolling down down the boardwalk. Do you remember? You went rolling down and you went rolled right into an ice cream parlor. You went, you hit the, you hit the little bar where the stools are. Do you remember Holland, little angel? And you hit the little bar there, the counter, and you flew out of your wheelchair and went right over the counter and smashed through the mirror. Do you remember that? And you were crying, you little angel. And Uncle Harry came running in and he bought you a butterscotch ripple ice cream. Do you remember that? Such a wonderful memory, Holland. And I guess when I smashed into this little kid with the nubs in the wheelchair, it made me remember that. But oh, there, there goes the banging again. And now someone's honking at me. Stop honking at me. I'm an old lady. I've got a bumped up bumper. 
and I've got a kid with glazed legs in a wheelchair spot. Stop it. Oh, my God, Holland, I'm in a panic. Listen, honey, if you get a chance, will you call your Aunt Lucy, please? Oh, just give me a call and see if you get my bumper scraping right along the ground. Oh, Christ, I just hit a dog. Oh, my God, my bumper just hit a dog. Oh, my God, look at that fucking dog. It just fucking flipped out backwards. Oh, God, a truck ran over in Holland. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at that dog. I didn't know they could bleed so much, Holland. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Anyways, all, I love you. This is your Aunt Ruthie. I hope your movies are going good in your Hollywoods and your sitcoms. And you're, you're doing the, the things. And we'll talk to you soon, Angel. Aunt Ruthie loves you. Bye, baby. Stop honking at me. I'm yours. I hope you fucking wake up in an old folks home and you get punched by one of the nurses. Asshole. And Ruthie loves you. Bye, bye, honey. Bye. Call me. Bye, darling. Well, switching gears from Aunt Ruthie, let's go from the very old to the very young. Okay, I got to hang out with a baby the other day. Like, I'm talking, like, not even half a year old. And uh, the the mother's a friend of mine, and uh, we met up, and uh, we went and grabbed some lunch and got caught up. And she brought little baby along, and man, oh, man. It is very cool to be around a human being, to, to look in the eyes of a, of a baby, and know that that baby has not yet formed an opinion about anything on the planet. I mean, it might have formed a baby opinion like, ooh, I like I like the little toy. But they don't know about social awareness. They don't know about politics. They don't know about economics. And it's amazing to, to think about, wrap your head around the concept of a human being void of all this thought, like a living, breathing human being like me and you, how we were at one point in our lives, and completely, 100% unaware of the concept of money, of sex, of, of life, of death, of taxes, of politics, of technology, but yet you're you're part of us. You're you're part of the living, functioning world of human beings. And it's such a small window. And and I couldn't help but think about this while looking at this baby. It, it's such a small window that a human being has where they really are just kind of they have a pass card. They have they have a, no knowledge of all the things that kind of slowly start to stack up on a human being as they get older. And I thought what a what an what an amazing place to be. What a what a free place to be. Like I looked at this baby and I thought does this baby know what it's like to be hurt by another human being? Does this baby know what depression is? Does this baby know what pleasure is? Does this baby know what hilarity is? Does this baby know what kindness is, what sadness is, what greed is, what 
giving is, what sharing is. Like it, it just didn't even it didn't know the good or the bad of anything. It just knew. I don't even know if it knew it was alive because I don't think a baby understands the concept of life. Probably, maybe I don't know. But uh, it, it's just it's just a marvel to you know you 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 look at a baby and the fact that it knows nothing and then you juxtapose it against all the stuff, all the knowledge, all the experience that you've had in your life, and you just stack it up and you go, wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know? And for the most part, people in North America have a pretty easygoing life. Like, we we have our social conflicts, our financial problems, but we're not a country that has to wake up and worry about, you know, the wrath of war and people launching rockets over walls at us and blowing up marketplaces. Yes, we've been touched by terrorism a little bit in the last few years, but compared to what many regions of the world have to deal with, terrorism pretty much every day. Um, so we have it fairly easy, but but for uh, you know a baby, a baby just to have that look of wonderment on their face and confusion and it was so funny because this baby was like six months old or le- just a little under six months, and it really didn't know how to organize its facial expressions yet. That's how fresh it was to the world. Like it, you would do something, you make a noise or w- wiggle your fingers at it, and it's, you know, its eyes and its eyebrow and its mouth and its whole face, instead of just going, oh, I'm happy, there's some wiggling fingers and smiling, it's like, the smile would instantly turn into like a confused frown, into a puzzled, uh, befuddled look, into a happy look, into an I love you look. Like the face, the face just kept morphing. The face and the brain didn't know how to contain thoughts long enough or how to organize them so that the face just kept kind of moving. And changing it. It, it, the face couldn't even hold on to one expression because it didn't. It didn't understand the expression, and it was quite fascinating just to to, to study the, the 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 I don't know the uh, the evolving the evolving of of the child the baby's face just in, in those seconds in those minutes, and the dependency that goes on. You know, you kind of forget. Um, you know, as an adult, you know, especially if you don't have kids, it, you forget how vulnerable and how dependent little babies are, you know? It's like you, you look in nature, and I saw a special the other day where literally the, the, the baby zebra drops out of its mother. It takes like about five breaths. The mother licks the placenta off the baby, and that baby's first order of business is to get up on its feet. And these babies are up and functioning and running with the herd within like 35, 40 minutes. And when you think about a baby, a human baby, who who can't really even walk for the first year, and is just so dependent on us, Whereas most other critters in nature, they get to it pretty darn fast. They get up and at it really darn fast. And it, 
It makes you wonder why human babies are so slow to to kind of get up to speed. It's interesting. It's just interesting when you look at the the time differences between them. Um and just the things that a baby needs there, their floating interest going from uh you know wanting to grab a toy to suddenly just staring at your face or grabbing your ear or the, the, there's no holding on to any kind of idea. It's just it's really just this blank slate and you're watching it it's 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 like it's like when you plug in a computer or a TV for the first time and it's you know the screen starts to flicker and a picture comes up for a minute then it goes away then an icon comes up and it goes away and then an instruction screen and you get static and little noises and boop, 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 you know and that's kind of a baby in those first first few months that first year maybe uh, just, just kind of fascinating. Just a fascinating kind of uh, outing for me to uh, to see this. And you're like, okay, Harland, enough about the baby. I'm like, okay, relax. You were babies once, okay? This is about you. You were babies once. I'm just trying to refresh your memory about how clueless you were. Okay. Okay, speaking of clueless, I don't want you to be clueless about a lot of things, including uh, my new sitcom package deal. If you are living in Canada, um, I got great news about the sitcom. The ratings just keep going up and up. Every every week we're getting viewers, and I think it's because people are tuning into the show, they're catching on, and they're going, you know, this is actually really good. People are really uh, digging package deal. Uh, my new sitcom on City TV up in Canada, coast to coast. Sorry, USA. I think if we get picked up for a second season, they're going to try and sell the show down here, which would be great. Um, but that's yet to be seen. Um, so check that out. It's uh, Monday nights on City TV in Canada. Also, um, Please uh, check me out uh, this coming weekend. I'll be in Tampa, Florida at the Improv, uh, Thursday, November 7th to the 10th. And then two weeks after that, you can catch me in uh, Seattle, Washington at the Parlor Live. That's going to be Thursday, November 21st through Saturday the 23rd. Going to be a great, great time. Um. And then uh, what else can I tell you? Check out the store. Check out uh, harlowwilliams.com. We got some great new stuff. We got the crazy new Magic F-Off t-shirts. You can go into the store and take a look at that. We got videos. We got t-shirts. We got music. We got CDs, DVDs, artwork. It's all there for you to enjoy. Christmas is coming up. You might want to grab something for your loved ones. Nothing beats the gift of laughter. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about the Harland Highway Gang and also uh, ATC, All Things Comedy, is a uh, podcast network where this podcast is featured. Also some other great podcasts, Jake Johansson, Bill Burr, El Magical, people like that. And uh, that's it, man. Um, when you're at harlanwilliams.com, please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to receive some of the wacky videos that I uh, do. Good times, good for a laugh. And that's it. 
We are going to shut her down. Um, I hope you had a good time here today. Keep your John Hancock out of places it shouldn't be, and uh, especially ramen noodles, because until next time, it's going to be strictly chicken chow mein, baby.